are listening to a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May only truth be spoken and only truth received. Amen. Joseph, have you heard what Mary says occurred? Yes, it may be so. Is it likely? No. Those are lines from W.H. Auden's long poem, For the Time Being, a Christmas Oratorio. In the edition that I own, the long poem runs fully 50 pages, divided into nine sections stretching from the first one, Advent, through to the final one, the flight into Egypt. It is at times an extraordinarily complex poem with multiple voices, Gabriel, Mary, Joseph, shepherds, magi, soldiers, Simeon, and so forth, punctuated with what Auden calls his choruses, voicing other concerns, ideas, and emotions. At times, it is almost too dense for the reader to disentangle And then come these sections that are so crystal clear, it is riveting. This section, the temptation of St. Joseph, is one of those. Auden wrote this poem during the Second World War. And when we come to the figure of Joseph, the setting is very clearly in a London pub during the war. My shoes were shined, my pants were cleaned and pressed. The section begins as Joseph rushes off to meet his beloved in the pub. But once there, he's not so sure. Will she come? Is the gossip in the street perhaps true? Has my beloved been with another man? When I asked for the time, everyone was very kind. And then the chorus. Mary may be pure, but Joseph, are you sure? How is one to tell? Suppose, for instance, well, well, well what? Auden's Joseph is somewhere between heartbroken and lost sitting there in that pub and wondering what in heaven's name has happened to Mary, to him. And then the chorus sounds again. Maybe, maybe not. But Joseph, you know what? Your world, of course, will say about you anyway. Then comes a long prayer from Joseph, a, a plea, really, And now, instead of in the pub, it is set in the rooms in the house where he's staying. The feel of that space is of a long, cold, lonely night. And he prays, Where are you, Father, where? Caught in the jealous trap of an empty house, I hear, as I sit alone in the dark, everything, everything the drip of the bathroom tap, the creak of the sofa spring, 
the wind in the air shaft, all making the same remark stupidly, stupidly, over and over again. Father, what have I done? Answer me, Father, how can I answer the tactless wall or the pompous furniture now? Answer them. And now it is to the angel, to Gabriel, who speaks to Joseph in that dark, lonely place in Auden's imagining. No, you must, Gabriel says. So let me read to you the exchange between Joseph and Gabriel. Gabriel, no, you must. Joseph, how then am I to know, Father, that you are just? Give me one reason. Gabriel, no. Joseph, all I ask is one important and elegant proof that what my love had done was really at your will and that your will is love. Gabriel, no. You must believe, be silent, and sit still. Now Matthew's telling of this story is brief. He writes, Mary's betrothed husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he'd resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And the message is conveyed to Joseph in that dream. And, as Matthew tells it, he simply accepts it. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. It's just a very few lines. And aside from a few brief appearances in both Matthew and Luke, it is all we ever see of Joseph. What Auden has done is to explore the textures of the man, offering a picture of someone who will trust, yet for whom that trust doesn't come at first very easily. The novelist and essayist Reynolds Price has called treatment such as Auden's treatment of the Christmas story a serious way of wondering, writing that, quote, I knew that the act of telling a story, especially a story invented as one tells it, can sometimes become a moral discovery or, as any child knows, a private vision that approaches revelation in intensity and personal usefulness. In other words, according to Reynolds Price, the imaginary engagement with story is more than just in our imagination, but can actually teach us something that can then be shared. This is, I believe, what Auden offers to us here on this night. When we tell Matthew's brief account of Joseph's discovery that his beloved Mary is pregnant, we are reminded that there is a very real historical character behind Matthew's story, and one who might have felt precisely the sorts of things any one of us here might have felt. Disbelief, jealousy, 
brokenness, sadness, loss. Yes, he's described as a righteous man by Matthew, but that does not mean that Joseph wouldn't have had to wrestle with the very human and very emotional situation into which he had found himself cast. That is enormously important for we who read these stories some 2,000 years after the gospel writers first set them down. Yes, they were most clearly interested in showing the reader Jesus. That's the point of their gospels. But seeing all of the other figures in their full humanity is, I believe, critically important. We are human, as were they, made in the image of God, as were they. We can also limp along with our scars and our wounds, our questions and our doubts, just as did Joseph and later Peter and a whole host of other characters. In fact, pretty much everyone who ultimately calls him or herself a Christian has a stumble along the way in the Bible. Yes, in the Annunciation story, young Mary replies to Gabriel with a stunningly innocent and trusting, let it be to me according to your word. But there are other moments along the way where we see even in her, even in his mother, even in Mary, the scars of disbelief. Recall the day she and her sons tried to rescue Jesus from the crowds wondering if he'd lost his mind. But maybe I'd be afraid of precisely the same thing were I Mary or one of those brothers. Resist the temptation to read and hear these stories from a very safe arm's length and dare to enter into them seeing the very human textures that are borne by all of those people and this night, with the help of W.H. Auden, remember what Joseph was prepared to set aside in order to be faithful to both his God and to his beloved, his betrothed, and ultimately to the infant and child Jesus for whom he would fill the role of a father, of a dad. Let these stories sing with truth, with very human textures, even with some grit. When we do that, when we hear them with those ears, they have the potential to transform our very hearts yet again. No, Gabriel said, no, you must believe. Be silent and sit still. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table. For information on our church and to access the full catalog of our podcasts going all the way back to 2006, visit us online at stbenedictstable.ca. In addition, if you are interested in supporting our online work, you can find information on the website using the Donate button located on the top right-hand corner. Thanks for listening.